The ProAct know-how. Welcome to this uh, live webinar from ProAct. Looking at capital gains uh, th- this week and what the impact is on, on expats living and working abroad. Uh, capital gains is a, is a funny old tax and it's going to affect everybody at some point in, in, some, in some different way. And um, sometimes there's no getting away from it, but other way, other times expats can plan uh, and try and avoid that tax um, in the long-term plan. So when, when do we pay capital gains tax and what do we pay it on? Capital gains tax is on, on assets, so it's not on your income. So we're not talking about income here. Income is bank interest, is dividends, uh, could be royalties, um, and it could be obviously salaried income or sole trader income. So we're not talking about uh, those, those types of income. We're talking about you've accumulated the wealth, you've got the value, and what's the capital liability there? Now, when expats buy property and invest in businesses abroad, that brings potential different capital gains liabilities. Um, so if you own the shares of a company or a property or an investment or a trust in a different location, each jurisdiction will apply its own capital gains rules uh, to, to, to your asset. And that capital gain can take a number of different forms. It can be traditional capital gains tax, or it could be inheritance tax. Now, the difference between inheritance tax and capital gains tax is the name. It's still a capital gains tax. Uh, and uh, there's another one to look at that we'll, we'll bring in later on when we look at pensions. Um, when, you have, when a business, an expat business has a, a pension, that pension is, is, is designed just to generate income, which is taxable. Um, but again, you can get these issues where there is a capital or death duty capital gains tax on that. Um, sometimes it can be um, share options um, that might seem like a, a capital tax that are taxed as income. So that's another issue that we need to look at. But those things are a deep dive uh, more uh, detailed events that we, we can't really uh, cover in this webinar. So what we're going to look at is the broad picture. Um, some uh, assets are, um, capital gains are always taxed on assets that are fixed. So if you own a, uh, a valuable painting, if you've got a Van Gogh or a Monet, and you take it from Cyprus to uh, the UK, then obviously that, that, that valuable asset has moved location. But most of the assets that we're talking about are, are fixed assets depending upon where they're resident. So if you own shares in a UK company, um, any capital gain is potentially taxable in the UK. If you own shares in an American company, the capital gain could arise there. Um, and same for any other jurisdiction. If your property is in France, then France will have the first claim on any capital gains tax, as would Spain for a Spanish property, Cyprus for a Cyprus property, and UK for UK property. In the UK, they make a distinction between residential property and commercial property. 
So commercial property is treated as a general capital gains tax liability in the UK, whereas residential property has a higher rate. You're either going to pay 18 or 28% capital gains tax on any residential property unless, and it's a big tax exemption in the UK, it's your own or main resident. So an expat who owns a property in the UK, even if they uh, don't live in it full time, even if they just use it as a holiday home or business home in the UK um, and they're not full-time tax resident, it, it can still be their main home in the UK and therefore it's potentially going to be exempt from any potential capital gains tax in the future. Um, however, if you are an expat, um, there are pushings and challenges that, that compromise that because if you're an expat, it can't really be your main residence, so potentially fall foul of, of that exemption rule on sale. All uh, property in the UK that, that is sold has to have a capital gains tax declaration made within 30 days of the sale and then declared in full on, on the tax return at the end of the year. So even uh, non-resident expats have to do that capital gains tax return uh, at the point of sale and at the end of the tax year. And any residential property that does not mean residence is taxed up to 28%. Commercial property is 20%. So you can protect, how can you protect that and, and, and put that uh, aside so that capital gains tax is not paid uh, is the issue. Um, uh, shares, uh, are, I've got the same scenario, that they, they will always be taxed. If you use a trust in the UK, that will generate an income tax up to 45% and you'll still get a 20% tax uh, on anything. The big capital gains tax in the UK. So inheritance tax is charged if you're UK domicile on your worldwide assets. So if you have been out of the UK for 20 years, then you could potentially change your domicile to your country of tax resident, and therefore your inheritance tax liability would fall on that country, and you wouldn't have an inheritance tax in the UK except for capital assets that are actually in the UK. So this is a good point uh, to, to bear in mind. Even if you're non-domicile, if you own a million pound property in the UK, you've still potentially got a capital gains liability or an inheritance tax liability up to 40%. Um, UK expats can gift to spouse uh, without a capital gains tax liability. It's an important point, um, but not if it's a tax fiddle. So you can't gift a property or a business for the wife to then dispose of it without the capital gains. So the uh, capital gains assessment would go back to the time that you acquired the property in the, in, in the first place. Um, UK expats that, that move abroad have another opportunity. So um, certain types of capital gain in the UK can then become a deferred liability. So if you've got shares or business um, whether it's a, a business sale or an investment sale or a, a property sale in the UK with a potential capital gains liability. If an expat at the UK um, uh, 
based expat has, has relocated from the UK and not tax resident in the UK before that sale decision is made, that capital gains tax is potentially deferred for up to five years and then falls away. So you'll hear some uh, successful business people that will relocate to Singapore or the Caribbean um, or Monaco. Uh, and what they're doing is relocating before they sell businesses to acquire a capital gain and they need to then need to remain outside the UK for up to five years uh, to avoid any capital gains tax on that UK disposal altogether. So if you've got a, a large um, capital asset built up in your business uh, that is UK based, either through sh shares of your private company or assets of that company, uh, buildings and shares and intangible assets. If you become expat and then in future years uh, make that decision to sell, so you could have left by the UK tax year end, uh, 5th of April. If the following year or the year after you decide to retire or dispose or sell of, of that asset, then potentially that, that is taxable in the UK, but the liability is deferred wherever you remain non-resident. Non um, so this can be a very, very effective uh, tax planning tool for a, a people that have built up significant capital, business, property, uh, and investment assets in the UK um, to become expat before they incur that, that liability. Um, the domicile factor for inheritance tax will still follow you around, but then there's actions you can take that. So um, on, on, on your deathbed, you could give, give your stuff to your wife to avoid the inheritance tax. She would then pass that on to children. But uh, with UK assets, UK domicile expats can gift assets into trust or, or to family directly. And potentially they become exempt from inheritance tax over seven years down to zero. So handing over the business or the property uh, directly or indirectly through trusts um, to the family beneficiaries or to shareholders can potentially make the... Uh, estate inherited tax free in the UK, even though you still remain domicile. So less than seven years rather than having to be, be expat for five years. So a UK expat could take the decision, relocate abroad, uh, within a, a year or two, sell and dispose of the business, defer that capital gains liability and give those assets to trust or to the children and, and defer any liability to inheritance tax uh, on their death sometime later. So lots of tax planning tools for UK expats that are living and working abroad. UK trusts do potentially get a lot of tax and UK-based advisors will always caution people against using those unless they're for uh, children under 18. Uh, income taxes are 45%, capital taxes at 20%, um, and dividend taxes 38%. They're very penal. Um, when we look at the Cyprus International Trust, completely different proposition. There's no Cyprus taxes on, on, on an a international trust. So an expat, whether they're living in Cyprus or not, um, can settle assets into a Cyprus trust 
business assets, investment assets into a trust and potentially be exempt from capital gains and inheritance tax um, from, from around the world. Uh, so some jurisdictions don't recognise trusts, but if, it, if you're not got any other connection to Cyprus, the fact that you've gifted that asset into the trust means that you as an individual don't own that anymore. And therefore, on any disposal or sale or gift or death, you, you do not own that asset. The liability belongs to, to the trust and not to yourself. So there still might be a capital gains liability um, back in the UK um, if it's a fixed asset that's based in the UK, but there'd be no additional inheritance tax liabilities that would um, incur for that asset. Um, and when you look at uh, American... And um, people, they talk about foundations. Foundation is an American form of a trust where successful uh, gift assets to uh, the, the foundation where they do give away uh, funds to charity, um, but the benefit is that there's no tax liability arising on that. So, um, when you see the stories about Britney Spears, and uh, bear in mind that her assets are controlled within a trust, and that's got some charitable work that they can do, which helps them avoid a lot of tax. So good for them. Bill Gates is the same. So by gifting to schools and computers um, and, and to governments and to poor areas, that gives them the charitable donation that keeps their foundation tax-free. So lots of different nationality. And uh, could a trust own intangible assets and, and therefore generate an income and an expense to uh, a, an existing business or, or investment entity around the world? So lots of different options. The other th big thing about the Cyprus International Trust, Cyprus had no capital gains tax and no income taxes on investments. So if you've got um, uh, financial investments, uh, there's no capital gains uh, or taxes on, on that in the UK and in, in Cyprus on an international trust. So there's lots of different options for, for expats there living and working abroad to avoid capital gains tax and make sure that uh, the assets that are built up, that they've invested in, in pensions, uh, in shares, in property and inheritance, that those benefits go to the family and not to the tax fund. A uh, little proviso point, just going back to the point I was saying earlier on pensions, just have it in mind that if you've got a UK pension fund and you don't convert it into an annuity, people sometimes now use the option not to have an annuity because the money is all gone. It's income while you're alive, but when you're dead, the money is gone. So they keep the fund open and invested and draw the taxable income. So have in mind with those pensions based in the UK, they have a death duty, so they're not subject to inheritance tax, um, but up to 50% of the, the fund can be paid as a tax on, on death. So the, the family, the wife and children get half of that. So again, there's it's some tax planning for inheritance that can be done on UK-based pension funds for, for expats. 
you've got any uh, questions, any advice, we can possibly take those now. Uh, my screen is not running too well, but um, if, if I can help you, if you pop those questions up, I will, I will answer those uh, going forward. Um, I'd like to remind you that we run a, a monthly webinar. Next month, we're looking at working abroad and, and working remotely. So post-Brexit, post-COVID, uh, living and working abroad, how does it work? How does it work for medical insurance, for social insurance, national insurance, and long-term state pension benefits? And, and how does it work for contractors looking to protect themselves from potential liability under IR35 in the UK? So all, all those things we're going to cover in, in next month's Wednesday webinar, which is the last Wednesday in, in uh, September, uh, which is the 29th of September, 11am for that Wednesday webinar. Got a question. What, what's the situation regarding Portuguese property? Portugal the property. PROACT know-how. Brought to you by PROACT.